because you said W. Letters. Letter jokes. They're coming <laughs> all over the place. Uh, yo. Hi. What's going on? Uh, so I got invited to the Cool Kids Slack channel uh, at work. Slack channel? Slack is a messaging app. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, they like created this group um, of people that worked there. And now only like two people work there and all the rest don't work there anymore. Uh, and I got invited. I got uh, jumped in, as it were, yesterday. And then today they were just... They were talking about my favorite subject, which is me. Mm-hmm. They were just asking me a whole bunch of questions. Okay. And so, yeah, that's been what's exciting in my life. That's the saddest thing I've ever heard in my <laughs> life. <laughs> like, <laughs> We're also painting our bathroom. Mm, that's better. Does that toilet work yet? <laughs> no, they don't. Like, they work, but not the way they're supposed to. Yeah. Um, my son, who we've talked about, is a serial... Uh, cannonball pooper uh, mm-hmm. has gotten to the point where after every time he uses the bathroom, he's rooting for it to stuff, and he's batting a solid sixty percent. So, oh, nice! It's pretty. It's pretty yeah, awesome. Those are MVP numbers right there. <laughs> it's pretty impressive. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's good. I, I, I. So, how many more apps need to be invented for us to be able to communicate in different ways? Like, what is the difference between that and like a group message, text message? I mean, this is oriented around work right it's kind of all in one you could have different channels on different subjects with different people invited your private chats all that all into one okay and it's like on your computer at work Hmm. still sounds exactly the same to me as an email chain but (laughs) it's way more interactive than an email chain Mm -hmm. you can create slack bots that do stuff when activated so they created one called urbano that if you do just type in slash urbano and then a word it looks up that word on the urban dictionary and gives you the definition Hmm. cool you can't do that on email (laughs) it's a very specific use yeah it's okay all right Software develop like tech people that work in teams need to be able to communicate quickly and effectively. Mm-hmm. Like at work last night, uh, we had like one of our major applications just suddenly go down, and I guess they were there till one a.m. Couldn't get it figured out, and by the time I left work today, I think they had figured it out but not solved it. Mm-hmm. So, like. You need chat, you need email, you need everything. Sure. They all have different uses. Mm -hmm. So, to be fair, that's the difference between Slack and email is one you use for talking to your bosses and one you use for talking to the team, (laughs) basically. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I don't get it, but that's fine. You know what else I don't get? And I keep seeing this. I've, I've wanted to bring it up a few times. Um like I'll just be fiddling on my phone or whatever and be like, I need to talk about that. But now's the day. I don't understand the obsession with Nicolas Cage. Like he is the, like him and Betty White are like the internet's favorite people. Like I, yeah, I don't Yeah, they're the it. internet's favorite people of 2011. Good job. Okay. <laughs> I mean. I don't get it. Okay. I don't understand the obsession. Betty White I think is delightful and old and a national treasure. Uh, we need to keep her alive. She's the last living golden girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just by that, she should be revered. Uh, Nick Cage is a crazy person, and his movies show that off very well. So that's fun. I think it is like his craziness is so inflated and overrated, and he is awful. Well, I think the thing is... If he was always bad, it'd be one thing, but like he won an Oscar at one point and deservedly so, yet you look at 
like Vampire's Kiss or something, and you're like, how is that the same actor? Okay, I can get that. I don't know. I just maybe it's just because it's so popular. I hate so many more the hip- people. It hip- triggers the hipster part of your brain. No, it's not even that. It's just it's just like people latch onto it because that's what it is. Like, why is this the one that we're going to obsess about? And I don't get it. The point is that it's random, but it happens. It's not random. The fact if you're doing this exact same thing as everybody else, that's exactly not random. No, it is. What's random is the internet is like you shotgun out your ideas. Like everyone is constantly shotgunning out ideas. And then some of the, like a very small portion of those like catch fire. So... You're like, this is stupid that this one caught fire and not this one, but it has like it, it. That's what's random. What catches fire? I get that. I get like remember the Kickstarter for like the potato salad. Yeah, I get that. That's just one thing that all of a sudden it was lightning in a bottle and it struck. Right. But what's the difference between the Kickstarter for potato salad and Nicolas Cage? Because it's still happening. Nobody's still fucking doing this potato salad, but people are still ha- well, riding high Kickstarter, on this. Kickstarter told him, no, you can't do that. I don't think so. Yeah. You sure about that? Mm, pretty sure, yeah. That doesn't sound right. Pretty sure the Kickstarter canceled the potato salad. I don't think so. I think that got, just kicked me in my toe. I feel like that's a Is that your booty that, foot? That, that I want. No, it's not my booty foot. Uh, I'm doing better with that, by the way. Good. Feeling a little better. So, um, one other one before we dive into the movies. Okay. If you don't mind. Do you just want to get all the, like, you just want to yell at all the kids to get off your lawn? No, no, no. This, is, this isn't that at all. This is, okay. Uh, so I'm going to next, the episode after next, mm-hmm. uh, I'll be going to Texas for the weekend. Yeah. Uh, and my wife, I was talking to my wife about like, hey, I want to try to come up with some things to do while we're there. It doesn't have to be. I want to do something, right? So the mm-hmm. example that I gave was shooting a gun. I'm not a gun guy at all. I don't like guns. I've never shot a gun, but there's, I've never shot a gun. Okay. So let's go to a gun range, right? Uh, so that's the kind of things that I'm thinking. Like, okay. Really if you jump- ever want to shoot a gun, just like come to my stepdad's house. Yeah. We will. We can shoot guns. Nice. I don't even want to. I feel like I want to have done it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. That totally makes sense. Um. That way I can say, like, oh, you do have a tiny penis. That's why you're shooting the gun, is to mm-hmm. make yourself feel big. Yeah. Um, but, so to that end, I was telling her, give me some more ideas of things like that. Just random stuff that we haven't done. Sure. And she said, go to a titty bar. And I was like, I don't think I really, that's not really my thing. I really don't want to. Um, she was like, well, there's like bunny ranches. Go to one of those. And I was like, what? In Texas? And so she's wrong. For, so let's get that. That's not yeah. the point of the story. But the point of the story was she was totally like, go get a blowy. <laughs> Prostitute. Go, yeah. get, go get a professional blowy. Wait, is she going with you? No. Okay. So you're asking your wife for things to do yep. while you are away from your wife. Yes. And she said, why don't you go get some strange? Correct. But make sure you pay for it. Yes. Okay. Uh, I feel like you got permission, man. <laughs> oh, I definitely did. But here's the, like, so number one, there's multiple levels to this thing. Number one is I feel I could no, I don't think I could ever have sex with a prostitute. Uh, even if it were, I weren't, wasn't going to get in trouble, even if it was cool with my wife, um, for multiple, one being the fear of getting something bad. Okay. Uh, two is like the social awkwardness of it. I feel like if I could get past that, I could go for oral sex with a prostitute. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this situation, I could never do it because I would be scared of because it is illegal. Yeah. If, like you're if going, we were if, in Nevada. If you're in Nevada and you're at an actually bunny ranch, most of those, like, you can never get the social awkwardness out of it. But, like, that's what they, they do. take major. Well, yeah. I mean, they try. They try to. Yeah. Um, but, you know. To your first point, they take measures against that, like, you know, condoms and yeah, oh, I know dental dams and all that stuff. But uh, 
Yeah. So the whole point of that was, is like, there's so many multiple degrees as I was trying to figure out, like, I don't even know what to think at this point. Like I've said before that I would be fine if she came to me and she's like, so I have an opportunity. There's this big eight foot tall black dude with uh, pecs and a six pack. And I really want to bone him. I would be like, okay, I kind of get it. Go ahead. Uh, really? Yeah. Okay. What? What's wrong with that? I don't think there's I, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Um, but I don't know that I could. I 100% would because I'm a male, right? But to me, it's more like now every time after that she's with me, mm-hmm. is she thinking about him? Well, she's probably already doing that now. I mean, sh- sure, but... But now she knows. <laughs> now she knows that you're not as good as he is. Uh, she knew that before. Yeah. Um, so, but from my end, like, obviously, as a male, I know that I'm attracted to multiple women, right? Yeah. So I know that it's different. I'm sure she is attracted to different people. I would be pissed if she was cheating on me, cheating on me, mm-hmm. like, in a real relationship. Yeah. Or if she was like, I really want to bone that dude that looks exactly like you. Yeah. That would that be was my when, next question. That would be when I would be upset, but that's why I said eight foot tall in shape black dude. Yeah, that is physically my exact opposite. That's exactly what I would totally get that she would want to go a few rounds with that. Okay. Uh, so have you decided on what your thing is? Did she suggest anything not illegal? Oh, no. I mean, we're probably just going to go to the movies and use bookstores. <laughs> <laughs> But you said your whole point of this is I'm I'm going I'm taking a big trip. Yeah. I'm gonna do a thing. Oh. I'm gonna knock something off a bucket list. Oh no. Well first I'm gonna add, I'm gonna create a bucket list and then I'm gonna knock something yeah, off of no, it. No, I don't think any of that's gonna happen. Uh really it just came down to like uh the getting your thoughts on the uh so you do get that hall pass or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Could you go through with that? Uh I don't know. Like Morally, I am okay with prostitution as long as, you know, it's just another job and within reason people aren't being taken advantage of no more than but then the, if they worked in an office. But that's the other part. I don't know if that, if it exists in the United States, right. it would exist in Nevada where it is legal. Right. But I'm not, I don't know enough about it to say that they are completely on the up and up because you hear about prostitution throughout the rest of the United States. Well, prostitution throughout the world, um, countries with legalized prostitution have more sex trafficking. Um, and so I wonder what that would look like globally, right? Would there be sex trafficking if prostitution was legal everywhere? I don't know. I, the fact that legal prostitution leads to more sex trafficking is in the same time completely counterintuitive and totally makes sense. Yeah. But that's, so, that's my point. Like I couldn't, I couldn't even feed like it, it's one thing to say this hypothetical about her sleeping with my physical opposite. Right. But the actual act of me doing something, I don't think I could feed that because there would be so many quit like the entire time that I would spend if I paid for a half hour with this person, I would just be like, are you sure you're here on your own? Are you sure you want to do like, because I, I, I couldn't yeah. feel confident. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Um, Knowing you and yeah. you being you. Sure. That totally makes sense. Thanks. Because I'm worried about my prostitute. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the same way uh, when you encounter someone in a wheelchair or missing a limb, mm-hmm. the whole time you're just like, I can't talk about that. That's totally taboo. Mm-hmm. Don't stare at it. Don't look this person in the eye. Okay, now make some eye contact, but not too much eye contact. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I totally do. Totally get that. So uh, there's not going to be any blowjobs. Unless it's Go from, skydiving unless or something. Unless it's from Ben. I thought about that. Um, James Corden just did it. Yeah, we talked about that. I don't I don't know. I don't, I'm, it's, I'm out, we're getting close, and I haven't come up with anything grand. So Bruce was like, we'll go hiking. I know a cool hiking place. Sweet. Thanks, Bruce. I gave you six months to plan our trip, and you came up with hiking and going to eat barbecue. Thank you. I mean, Texas is a is a barbecue place. Yeah. So, Texas, uh, North Carolina, Memphis. Is there is there barbecue in Michigan? I mean, there's barbecue everywhere, but like, there's like the big ones, like 
pizza. There's pizza everywhere. Mm-hmm. But it's like New York pizza, Chicago pizza. There's also California pizza, but it's only named because it's shitty. Now, if you Little Caesars says there's Detroit pizza, but I don't believe Little Caesars. Because mm. at the same breath, they say we were voted the best Detroit-style pizza. And I was like, Detroit-style pizza doesn't exist. Speaking of Detroit, yes. which is in Michigan. Yes. Did you know that Evil Dead was filmed in Michigan? That was my segue I was going to earlier with the Michigan pizza. I didn't know it was Michigan filmed in barbecue. Michigan. I knew that uh, Sam Raimi went to Michigan. Yeah, I think so. And I'm is pretty it? sure he was home. I don't know. pretty confident this is a Michigan movie. Okay. We're going to run with that for my I segue. I don't not believe you. Mm-hmm. You didn't not believe me about the Kickstarter thing, though. I'm going to research that. Okay. Thoroughly. I mean, I can just look it up right now. No, we've just established that that is not good audio. Uh, synopsis for Evil Dead. Uh, th- there's Evil Dead at a cabin. Overall thoughts? Uh, I mean, it's a classic for a reason. It's great. Uh, it it is fun, and yeah, it's just it's just a fun time while simultaneously being creepy. Yeah, creepy and fun is a good way to describe this. Yeah. You had said before uh, we watched this that you couldn't remember if it was supposed to be campy. Mhm. And what are your over, what are your thoughts on that? Uh I still don't know. Like because like you have uh uh is it which one's his girlfriend? Is Natalie's girlfriend or his sister? Don't know names. Okay. So, girlfriend. It can be both. Uh, Remember, I I lost. I have a tooth missing, so I know all about incest now. What? I said I have a tooth missing, so I know all about incest. Oh, yes. And NASCAR. Okay. I remember thinking that that was a dumb joke when you brought it up, and now <laughs> that you have brought up your Did dumb I joke, I remember that it's a dumb joke. You're welcome. Yep. Confirmed. <laughs> uh, so like when when his uh, girlfriend gets possessed. And she's just cackling, and then his sister under the floor is cackling and stuff. And, like, her makeup and everything. Like, that seems kind of campy. And, like, just the fact that Bruce Campbell's in it, even though this is his first thing. Like, he just brings, like, machismo. I see what you did there. Thanks. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I don't. Think, I didn't know I was going to do it until I inhaled and I, was like, "I'm going to do this." I don't think. I don't feel like it is uh, campy. Like you'd reference the tree, the tree rape as being particular, and I don't think it is. I think that that is a sincere effort in order to show the horror of tree rape. <laughs> um, but tree rape on itself is stupid, right? Uh, it is, but. Uh, I mean, clown. you can you can be intentionally and unintentionally campy. I don't think camp necessarily involves intent. No, I, I'm not saying. It's I'm not saying, a hate crime. No, but I'm saying I don't think that this is campy. That's my. Okay. That's where I fall on those tracks. Yeah, and I solidly follow. I solidly follow. I solidly follow along the track of I don't know. Hmm. Wait for committing. Thanks. Uh, so we start off with what I is arguably one of the worst uh, parts of dialogue that we've seen. Oh, we start off with the creepy opening, Mm -hmm. which is like the camera going over the bog and everything. Yep. Um, And that's really cool. Uh, So in one breath, Ashley says uh, something negative about this cabin. Mm -hmm. And then, then literally the next thing that he says is, or you know what? Maybe it's really nice. I know that's, that's, a very uh, that's an old one that people talk about all the time mm-hmm. but the reason they talk about it it's the F- nicholas cage of bad lines like it is absurd how easy these people are convinced but also he's talking to his girlfriend and sister and he seems like the type of person that would totally fuck with them so saying yeah it's probably a shithole honestly and then catching himself maybe being a little too earnest at that point and then going or it could be totally nice because i have to keep up this facade i don't feel like that was what it was played at all (laughs) i just like being devil's advocate uh the the immediately uh there can 
there's another instance. They get to the cabin. It's a little rundown and stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, and immediately they hear something. They say, uh, what's going on? This is not an animal. Wait a minute. Maybe it's an animal. Yeah. And they're like just the exact same thing. They're just immediately convinced that everything is fine. Yeah. Uh, actually, yeah. That, that was the that was the line that rung uh, weird in my ears. Was Ashley being like, "Come on, it's not an animal. What are you retarded?" Basically, yeah. and then just like, you know, it could be an animal. That makes some sense now. <laughs> After nothing, I don't changed. know why I just missed it <laughs> because we're in the woods, so it makes complete sense. But uh, I was very adamant about it. and I felt like I had to stand by that. I love this cabin. This might be the best of all the cabin uh, cabins in a cabin. The best okay. performance by a cabin in 1981. Um, uh, j- just the dilapidatedness of it. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it's a real, it's a physical location. Yeah. But I'm confused every minute of every frame about where I'm at. And a lot of that has to do with the way that he, Raimi, is moving the camera around constantly. Like, literally, he's moving it around like Job spinning in one of those fucking circles. Yeah. Um, which isn't a thing. Like, that's this movie's thing. Like, that's not... Well, it's it's like, you know, the 180 degrees rule. Everybody, you can tell when a competent filmmaker is making a scene and an incompetent one by the 180 degrees rule. But then, like, rules are meant to be broken. Mm-hmm. And I think by crossing the 180 degree line, like, he's putting us at unease. And I think he's doing it unintentionally, even though this is his first film. I yeah. think he was smart enough to make decisions like that, that no were that's 100 percent. no i agree and it works completely yeah. um it's amazing that i feel like it does work because it's so it happens so so yeah. so much like i feel like it's a huge like very have you ever, easily have you ever yelled at your screen for a director crossing the 180 rule because i have because you could tell it was just like incompetent filmmaking uh and it's like it's annoying because it make because you're just like if even if the actors are giving you know a really good scene, that's when it's especially jarring because it makes your brain go what, and it takes you out of the moment. And it's like, come on, I was in, <laughs> I was in your movie, and you took me out of it because you're an idiot. Um, but because he does it so, it's like old boy, right? So mm-hmm. old boy, I talked about how their their thing was they do everything. This there's like one thing that they do constantly, um, and I feel like. On paper, it should have been way too much, but they. What's funny? It because you're th- you brought up old boy. It's like it's like old boy in that it's not. It's the exact opposite of old I, boy. I, I'm just noticing you doing that more often. Hmm. You're like, oh, I'm going to bring this up to tell you that it's not this at all. Mm-hmm. But it's exactly like this, except that it's not. <laughs> it's it's tangentially related. You know, we're nearly a hundred hundred uh, episodes in and. I'm learning more about you. There we go. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, uh, do you like Baby Bop or Barney better? Uh, as far as what? Who would I want to fuck? <laughs> I t- Whoa. I don't know where. Because the answer is Baby Bop. That, okay. You just took it way. I, was, I, like I actually always ways. hated Baby Bop. I found her a very annoying character. Mm, okay. But my Barney watching uh, period was very small. Yeah. Okay. He was a little late for us. Mm-hmm. Good. Good. I did watch a lot of Teletubbies in high school, though. I feel like there's going to be a lot of hipster talk, because that <laughs> sounds like a super hipster thing to say. I Like, I woke up. It was part of my routine. I woke up, I watched Teletubbies, and then I, like, got ready for school. I'm not ashamed. You should. There's moments you should be. The sun was a baby. It was fucking great. I don't think I've ever seen anything from Teletubbies. Oh, it's great. Um, yeah. Anyway, so uh, they find the the uh, the Necronomicon in the basement. But first, the uh, a ghost makes her draw it. Does. She's just like sitting there drawing, and then she like a ghost takes over her body or something. She's like, Bleh! and then she draws the Necronomicon. And I found that funny. Yeah. Did you notice the Hills Have Ice poster in the basement? Yep. Which is 
like I think he thought you only, he was doing... you only see like ten percent of it. Uh, but I feel like it was supposed to be like this Easter egg type thing, but it is right in the middle of the shot, and it yeah. is a bright orange poster. Mm-hmm. It it it's so blatant. And it's so out of place because everything else is dilapidated and shitty. And then you have what at that time would have been a fairly new movie poster. I don't know, man. It was in a basement. Stuck behind items in the basement. It's bizarre. Like, obviously... Posters falling off the wall is totally a thing you would see in a creepy basement. That's correct. It's just this one just seems so blatant. Uh, They end up pulling it up. They listen to recording. Uh, I do want to say something about before they go into it is that Ash gives a toast that they're having like a little thing Mm -hmm. and Ash gives a toast uh, in Latin or very poorly in Latin and then someone else like corrects him who had been who tried to tell him what to say and so like that's kind of cool because that means Somebody there kind of knows Latin, and the movie told us that, but totally in a way that I didn't notice until like this being like the third or fourth time I've seen the movie. I'm with you. Uh, so they bring it up, and they're listening to this recording, mm-hmm. uh, and the recording is uh, doing these spells and talking about incantations and shit. Yeah, he's like, hey, the, this place is really scary. There's a book. Uh, let me just read from the book. <laughs> What's the worst that can happen? Uh, what is the worst that can happen? Everybody gets possessed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much the short version of the movie, right? Yeah. Uh, I feel like as I watch this, it doesn't hurt the overall viewing experience because you can see a ton, a ton of the seams in this movie. Um, particularly some of the facial appliances and the hand appliances. Yeah. You very much can quite literally see the seams. Um, and then there's, there's that one shot at the end of the uh, um, claymation where like it, the foreground moves away from the background mm-hmm. slightly and then moves back. Um, and it, that to me, that's just charming. Yeah. No, it doesn't hurt the experience at all but then there's some other things that i think they really do pull off really well especially for having no money and being first-time filmmakers with a ton of it right um kind of hate this and that i feel like i wanted to watch these so we can move on and it's kind of a tentpole thing okay. but there's nothing that you and i are going to add to these this conversation of this movie that hasn't been said no i did just read that jason is a deadite okay the, di- the director revealed that uh, I was like on IMDb and it was like a headline and the director of Jason Goes to Hell so that he took props from, I think it was Evil Dead 2. Mm-hmm. He took the Necronomicon and the dagger and uh, gave them to Mrs. Voorhees so that you know she was doing some dark shit. Mm-hmm. And that's how Jason came back. Because he was like, <laughs> I like his explanation, because he was like, well, we in the first in the first Friday the 13th, we see Jason as a little kid. Uh, and then two weeks later in the second movie, he's a fully grown man. <laughs> so I had to come up with some reason. And uh, turns out he, that, that was him being a deadite. Um, we get a series of scenes. Uh, in which Ash is battling all of these people as they've been possessed. Um, also, this movie I respect because it just goes. Yeah. Like, it, there, there are no lulls, mm-hmm. which I feel like a lot of horror movies suffer from because the, they try to establish, like, either here's why you hate all these people and want to see them die, or here's why you love the hero, and, like... They can spend half the movie doing that before they really get to anything. And this movie just fucking goes. It's like, here's the characters. The first major scene, you kind of see them all relax. Boom. Plot started. Yeah. And it just uh, is a series of possessions and battling of those possessions. Yeah. Uh, And it's delightfully charming and creepy. Uh, So... I, I assume this was shot on film, be 1981. 
how fucking stoked do you think Sam Raimi was when he got the the rushes back on the uh, burial scene that that first thing of dirt, which I'm sure they were kind of going for, but so perfectly framed, covered everything except Ash's face. Yeah. Like that shot, that, that shot is on the opening of the DVD menu mm-hmm. for a reason. And it's iconic for a reason. And I'm sure he was fucking stoked. Yeah. I'm, you know, what sucks is like that. Uh, I'm sure there's a billion in every movie. There's hundreds of shots that just don't work out that way. Yeah. Uh, and then for every one, there is one shot that works out. Yeah. Um, and as good as somebody is, you have to end up with luck to get something like that though, too. Mm. Um, I don't want to keep beating a live horse with Evil Dead. I don't know. We could. Uh, okay. Two things. Okay. What, like, talk about the ending. So, he defeats everyone, mm-hmm. and you kind of take a breath, and then Spirit comes in, goes through the cabin, he turns around, screams, credits. Yes. So did he get possessed? The, I don't think there is an answer. 99% of horror movies, yeah. the ending is, I get is it. nonsense. But this is a podcast. We need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> this ep- last episode was two hours. I don't think we're going to make that one. But, you know, we should probably yes. at least hit the half hour okay. mark. Okay. So for, the, <laughs> so for this, I think the answer when you just watch this movie is yes, Ash is dead. He okay. just got possessed. That's the end of his story. The demons won. All right. Um, which I again is I think what every horror movie technically ends at, and then you show up next week and something else shows up. Yeah. Okay. Second, Do you agree with that? I mean, that's the only way to read the movie itself, right? Uh, my last note for the movie is he's definitely dead. Yeah, okay. Good. Uh, okay. So, Evil Dead mm-hmm. is canon in the Evil Dead universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in this movie, the Necronomicon cannot be burned, mm-hmm. which a lot of people take to mean that Evil Dead 2 is a remake and not a sequel, because that's the big debate. Is it a remake or a sequel? Mm-hmm. Uh, which I've, I've never seen it, but they point at the fact that it didn't burn either Ash hallucinated it burning, and it didn't actually happen, which doesn't make any sense because it burning is the thing that ended the movie, mm-hmm. or that it didn't happen. It's not canon. Way in. Uh, I always viewed them as two totally different films and existing in different planes. Yeah. Because Army of Darkness is definitely a sequel to two. Sure. Um... So yeah, in my mind, it was totally separate things. I don't. I feel like Evil Dead is a remake of the Evil Dead, mm-hmm. and two is a sequel to one. Three is a sequel to two, but tonal wise, two and three exist on their own thing. Yeah, I. Uh, all right. Should I talk about? I mean, I'm not going to talk about the movie, but. Uh, Talk about what? Yeah, I don't know. Just talk. Uh, so another thing I was reading is that when Evil Dead came out, they it was there was supposed to be Evil Dead, and then <laughs> real professional. Yeah, I'm sorry. I think uh, that was the library calling me to tell me I have books reserved that are available to pick up. Nice. Isn't that what the internet's for? Yeah. Well, it's it's all automated. Yeah. Uh, so they're going to do Evil Dead, and then I guess they were going to do Army of Darkness 2. Uh, I'm nodding. That helps. <laughs> Which was a direct sequel to Army of Dead, and then there was going to be a uh, Mia and Ash team up. And then that never happened, and then Ash versus the Evil Dead happened, and so the team up's never going to happen, I guess. No. Uh, they did, and just announced as of the recording today that there's going to be a uh, Evil Dead video game that Bruce Campbell's going to do, the voice of Ash. Nice. So, you got that look to look forward to? Any, did they say who was going to do all, it? That's everything that I know. 
I, I wonder if it's going to be the, like a Telltale I game. I literally, or... literally read the headline. Because <sighs> if it's a Telltale game versus a Bethesda game or something else like that. I was thinking the same thing. Totally makes a difference mm-hmm. on what the game will be. I got nothing for you. Okay. Uh, can I give you a little gift as a little interstitial here? Sure. Uh, so my wife and I have discovered uh, the most amazing thing ever on Netflix. And I want to give you this gift as well. Okay. So we have discovered this TV show uh, that I'd never heard of. It's called Under Arrest. Okay. And it's basically cops. Okay. So just envision cops. Uh Uh-huh. It's a Canadian cops. So it's 22 minutes Mm -hmm. episodes and it's exactly cops. So every four minutes to six minutes, it's just a new police officer. And here's this four to six minutes out of their life. Okay. Uh, but it's bizarre in that throughout each episode, it is ranges between 1988 and 2015. So, (laughs) (laughs) so literally there will be a scene where you will cut and it will like, there was one that literally they were in a mall and it had a few good men. So that was one of the few that we could definitively say what year it was. Cause mm-hmm. it was in the theater still. So it was 1992. Uh, there was another one where they had pulled up on a screen and it showed the date and it was 2007 it was like in the same episode. So every time, <laughs> so every we've turned it into like this. First off, I was with you when it was like cops, but it's in Canada. So that had, that had me right there. Yep. Cause it's just, Domestic disputes and like stories. Uh, it's just a lot, a lot of drunk people. Uh, re- but uh, it's it's exactly cops. But it's incredible because as soon as it comes up, it's become this game where we battle back and forth to try to see who can as quick as possible guess what year it is, and then you'll argue, be like, no, it can't be that year. Look at that Coke can sitting behind him. That's an old <laughs> didn't debut that Coke can until two thousand three. And so you're looking at like, no, 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 look at all the denim that that guy's wearing. This has got to be before 1996 because he's wearing a denim jacket. <laughs> you got to remember jeans. it's also Canada. Uh, and it's so much fun. Uh, we have started playing uh, more hardcore to where you have to guess what the people are going to look like, like as you are seeing them. Um, so there was one uh, where it said an Asian man. Like you hear the call go out and it says mm-hmm. Asian man walking down the road carrying a weapon. So my wife's like, boom, what weapon? And I'm like, it's a knife. And she goes, I'm going to go with a sword. I was like, you can't do that. <laughs> you cannot say <laughs> that's racist. The Asian man has a sword. And she's like, well, I didn't even think about that. That's not what it is. So I'm calling her racist. And they came back and said, uh, we got another call. They think it might be a machete. And I was like, you're, I still think I'm the winner right now. If it's a machete, uh, but we're getting dangerously close to a sword. Yes. Another call comes in and somebody said they think that it's a sword. It was a fucking samurai <laughs> sword. She won that night. Oh. Uh, so it's a wonderful game to play. Uh, we watched yesterday and there was a scene yelling back and forth. Um, and we had decided, like, made up the scenario. They were pretty confident. This woman that's yelling that the guy's trying to kick out is a prostitute, blah, blah, blah. Had mm-hmm. it confirmed and it's just a good time watching these white trash people yell and scream at each other. Yeah. Uh, and then the next scene was at a lake. Um, and they were responding to a possible drowning. And we were like, Oh, this just got dark, but there's no way it's going to turn into faces of death or something. And yeah. No, they pulled a fucking body oh, shit out on in camera? a body bag. It was in a body okay. bag, but they pulled it out on the boat and that was the whole thing. And it, it shows called Under Arrest. It's the most bizarre. Like, I'm sorry for laughing, but that's fucking it's, crazy. We were so, we were shocked. We were like, "What the fuck did, just did happened? they arrest the lake?" <laughs> it was horrific. Like that is not what we signed up for yeah. at all. The show is literally called Under Arrest. <laughs> it is not a day in the life of like I know that cops have to deal with that sometimes. Yeah. But the whole time we were like waiting for him to pop out and be like, ha ha, I was drunk and hiding under the dock. <laughs> no, the dude drowned. It was horrific. Yeah. And I love playing that game, but I feel like <laughs> the show has got me on edge to where like I, I'm playing Russian roulette with it. I don't, that is not what I want to see. I want to watch white trash drunk people get arrested. 
but I feel like the fact that there could randomly be that in there problem might, might be a bit of a bonding experience because then you're like oh he's got a call to go into a lake what's gonna happen blah 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 uh we found a dead body oh <laughs> uh it was so you were wrongest <laughs> can we can we establish that so you were the wrongest uh, it was great too because i knew i wanted to talk about that before we watched the lake episode and then i'm like this just changes my thoughts on this show like i <laughs> So at the very least, try it, and so you can play the uh, play the the year game because it's the weirdest thing, man. <laughs> that it sounds is so fun. so bizarre. So that's my suggestion for a, a little Netflix game to play. Awesome, yeah. And you can don't tell her that we had this conversation, and then you can win with the sword. All right, cheat to win. I like it. Mm-hmm. Except uh, I moved my computer into her office because her computer died. And so now I just do the notes in her office because it's easier than just moving the computer back to my office, doing the notes, and then going back. Uh, so she's probably going to hear this. Oh. But she prob- she will be in the room, but whether or not she's listening is a whole other issue. Sometimes yeah. she does, sometimes she doesn't. Yeah. Um, Evil Dead? Evil Dead. Synopsis. Versus The Evil Dead. Yes. They did the Fast and the Furious thing. Mm-hmm. Uh Evil Dead is... Uh, I didn't this- get a... Oh, I just remembered. What? When Bruce was here, I was going to bring up Fast and the Furious. Uh-huh. Because when that came out, he was like, that's the height of cinema ever. Like, Bruce loved Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Uh, they're great movies. Okay. I mean, I've only seen the first three. The first one's great, the second one's garbage, and the third one's even better than the first. And I hear they only get crazier and better going on, so... I agree with Bruce. It's the it's height the, of cinema. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, yeah, it's it's the Evil Dead, except modern and with a twist. Good. Overall thoughts? Um, I feel like it is a good modern take on the Evil Dead. If it wasn't Evil Dead, I... I don't think I would be as gung-ho, uh, but I think as far as modern horror goes, because I don't think modern horror is any good, at least from what we've seen on this podcast, uh, it's fine. And it, knowing that and their nods and their differences, I think is what makes it good. I think it's as good of modern horror from on a studio level that you can get. Because I think when you yeah. say modern horror, there's things that we've watched that we've pointed to that you liked that were on a smaller scale. Sure. Um, but the as far as the big tier things, yeah, it ends up to me feeling soulless. Like it's just chrome plated and it feels like the Fast and the Furious to me. Um, this the is, Fast and the Furious is not soulless. I can tell you that. This feels as close to being acceptable on that level mm-hmm. um where it's just mass produced and it feels like mcdonald's yeah um as well, i mean you come. had like a unknown director from uruguay yeah uruguay so uh his story by the way this same director is don't breathe mm-hmm. um was listening to his story and he was talking about how he he made this short and it sort of blew up on youtube just went nuts mm-hmm. and uh he ended up <clears throat> coming to the United States, like uh, he had a meeting with an agent and the agent paid to fly him out or whatever. And the agent was sitting with him uh, trying to, and he ended up arranging a meeting. Right. So uh, the guy's name is Fede Alvarez. Mm -hmm. So he was like, okay, I'm going to go poop now while we eat at a restaurant. Uh, He took this meeting because he was going to get a free meal with whoever was in charge of hiring the director for evil dead. Okay. And he's meeting with the guy who, who's not his agent yet. He's in the bathroom pooping and he's feeling the toilet paper, like talking about how soft the toilet paper is and how nice this is. And the guy who's not his agent yet is like, if you want this fucking guy to direct Evil Dead, you need to make him a big ass offer right now because you guys don't get this guy is fucking rich in his country. He owns everything. He is a huge deal. If you want to nail him down, I need an offer right now. And meanwhile, Fede is like, I'm getting a free meal. Feel, Look how soft <laughs> this toilet paper is. This is the nicest toilet paper I've ever had. I'm definitely not rich. <laughs> and he got the Evil Dead. That's pretty good. <laughs> so 
I assume that that ends with him hiring that agent and being loyal to him forever because <laughs> he deserves it. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, for lying. Yeah. For lying. Um, so uh, something I think this movie does great is that there is no Ash. Yes. They didn't make him a female. Right. Um, it's just a different group of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they go with a good way reason, in my opinion, to justify them being there. Yeah. Uh, and to dismiss things that could be going on that are fucked up. Right. Uh, and that is, is that they're taking uh, their friend up there and one of the guy's sisters, who I'll talk about in a minute, uh, to go cold turkey. Yeah. She OD'd. And this is her intervention. Yes. Um, and I think that's a great way to establish things that you would be seeing that would be fucked up mm-hmm. from a possession yeah. that you're going to dismiss because they're going cold turkey. Right. Also a reason, especially with the Olivia character being there, who's a registered nurse, um, a reason to not immediately fucking leave. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, And I think it's a great justification. Mm -hmm. Which the evil did, to its credit, did as well with the only bridge being out. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, What I hated at the beginning of this is they told us 35 times that this is his sister. Oh. I fucking hated I hated it. the the beginning that had nothing to do with anything. Which beginning? The part with the the girl oh. and her dad. Sure. And it's just like five minutes of why is this in the movie? Mm-hmm. That bothered me less because that's content as opposed to the blatant spoon feeding the audience by saying the word. Like at one point he said... Uh, uh, I'm looking at the, at the one point he said like, blah, 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 my sister. And then they said, as my sister. And then she said, you're my brother. Like it's painful and it does not need to be spoon fed that much. Yeah. Like you literally just need to say mom. If I say mom to you and not your mom, the implication is that we have the same mom. That's all that needs to happen. And yeah. they literally did it at least three times where they said your sister or my sister. Yeah. I, it didn't bother me because I am not, uh, I'm not angry like you are. So obviously <laughs> I didn't notice. Uh, so he actually says, I'm your big brother to her. Uh, and then somebody else, for example, said, legally your sister died. And then he said, as my sister. So those are at least those three. Hmm. Um, going backwards to when the, the demon is possessing the girl and they're in the basement. Uh, and she's telling them to go fuck themselves yeah. or she calls them a motherfucker. Um, I always feel like in movies where somebody's possessed and there's a demon, I feel like the English language doesn't do a good, we don't have enough words to convey. If you are a demon mm-hmm. and you are trying to tell a human being how much you despise them and you want their soul to rot calling them a motherfucker is as good as you can do, but it doesn't actually like that doesn't hold enough weight. It's, it's a fine balance, right? Cause the English language has plenty of words. That's what the English language is great at is going, Ooh, I want one of those and one of those and one of those. And then we just steal from every language. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you also, the giver may know all those words, but does the receiver. And you know what a good motherfucker is? Everybody knows what motherfucker means. And so a real good motherfucker at the right moment. It's universal language, bro. Yeah. It always feels like there should be something deeper. Like I want them to, I want to see them invent a word that is going to like rip my soul in two. So I feel like that's what would happen if demons were real. They would pop up and then they would throw out like this word that I'd never heard. And Mm -hmm. then it would just mean something to me immediately. But you've never heard it before. Correct. But I would know inherently, like, that's the that's way that I, envi- shit. that's the way that I envision the rapture, right? Is like the second coming of Jesus and he comes down and then he's just like, flartaton. And then I'm like, holy shit, I'd never heard of flartaton before. And now I know he, I'm saved. Except you wouldn't be saved. I would be because he told me flartaton. Oh, okay. 
I don't feel like my point's making its way through here. So it is. I'm just trying to think if I should talk about the Bible. And no, how we probably shouldn't. Trumpets literally will be in the sky. Nope. Uh, so th- and that's pretty funny. quick. Pretty quick. Uh, we end up uh, downstairs again mm-hmm. in the basement, and they show the post that we just saw in the previous scene burned. Yeah. And then they do a flash cut to show you, hey, remember this is the post that burned. Mm-hmm. So obnoxious. Yeah. So unnecessary. And that's the only link. Is, hey, she got burned in this basement. Like, we wasted five minutes of screen time. This is the only, of the four Evil Dead movies, this is the only one that goes over an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. And it goes over by a minute. Uh, And it didn't need to because we didn't need that five minutes at the beginning. No, but the whole idea of that is that's a horror scene is what they're wanting. Um, When you get the girls screaming through it. So the next, we we follow the same thing where we find uh, the Necronomicon, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, We read from it. Yeah. Uh, and we start getting possessed. He, he re- They really have to work to read from it, though. They do. They have to do some sleuthing. They do. It goes a little Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Which is funny because the guy who does it look, kind of looks like Shaggy. He does. Yeah. He does. Uh, so we start getting some, some possession action going on. Mm-hmm. Which, again, we've already kind of uh, given props that the premise of why they're there, they're able to excuse it for a little while. Yeah. They do let, but then she goes off and gets tree raped. You probably don't want your heroin addict going off into the woods alone. No, but she was a registered nurse, so she knows what's going on. She wasn't a registered nurse. Olivia's the registered nurse. No, there was a registered nurse there. (laughs) Who wasn't by her side because she went to the woods. Um, She went off to get tree raped. As people start getting possessed. I guess she did drive away, so whatever. We start getting the random shots of women screaming, and I fucking hate this. Like, it is not scary. It's the it's the human equivalent of a cat screeching. <laughs> it's just a woman screaming, and I hate it. Yes, two animals screaming are the equivalent of each other. <laughs> Very perceptive, Russ. Thank, thank you. Those two things were alike. I didn't say they weren't alike. Okay. <laughs> I just mean it's an overused yeah. uh, uh, tool in the toolbox, and it's painful to watch because it happens way too well, much. Well, what, how else would we know that they're scream queens? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh. Um, so, so walk me through some of these. Uh, so Mia gets possessed first. Uh, she goes off, gets tree raped, sees it's uh, like a dead version of herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, comes back and is like, "That's hey. one of our woman screams, by the way." Yeah. Uh, she doesn't actually. She doesn't get tree raped because a rape involves in and out. This was only in. Uh, so really, she got eggers, eggered. I don't know what that means. Just it's a minute black reference. Mm. It's, it's wearing like you're wearing a suit, like, oh. a, like an Edgar suit. I got it. Yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio. My favorite line from that movie, Vincent D'Onofrio. Uh, so she gets possessed and is like, "Let's get the fuck out of here." Uh, and she steals the car and goes, which then she sees herself. It was that is happened before or after she gets possessed. I don't remember. That happens before she gets possessed. Never mind. She gets possessed and goes off and they basically lock her in her room. Yep. So they lock her in her room. Um we the rest of the group starts to go downhill as well. Yeah. Um Olivia is going uh Olivia Olivia gets vomited on. So that's how she gets the the badness. Yes. Uh and this is the scene that I covered my eyes for in the theater and now that i didn't cover my eyes realize that uh you see nothing because you just see her grab the glass and then look at the page that uh is like hey cut off your own face yeah uh and then she pees she pees girl pee uh how are are you with the girl pee uh i'm not a fan of girl pee this might be shocking uh she wasn't on her toilet though Mm -hmm. so it's true 
it wasn't nearly as bad, honestly. Okay. The, like, I think it's the water. It's like the hitting it's of the water. sound. Yeah, it's the it's the hitting of of the yeah. Mm-hmm. We've seen a few peas that haven't bothered me. The other pea that didn't bother me was uh, the Friday the Thirteenth when they're under the bed. She pees, mm-hmm. and then you just see it. That doesn't bother me nearly. I as feel much. like you're okay with people with girls wetting themselves. Yes, but you're not okay with them peeing in a toilet. Correct. Which, to be fair, are probably are two sub like they're both different fetishes. So you just have one, not the other. I don't think what. <laughs> Because I'm not revolted by one, that means it turns into a fetish, huh? Yep, okay. that's what that means. I guess, that's, I guess I do have a fetish. Got, I got uh, tons of fetishes. Buttons don't bother me. I love buttons, apparently. Huh. Balloons You're don't bother me. You're also not Amish, then. <laughs> uh, buttons offend the Amish. Uh, we get, so she also ends up deciding to, uh, she's in the shower. Yeah. And she turns his water on as hot as it can and starts uh, blistering her skin and things. Mia did that, yes. Uh, and this annoys the piss out of me in that you can see they show you the book mm-hmm. and it, there is a woman or an individual in like a pot of water mm-hmm. with fire so it's there but they literally wrote boiling water right they have you have to transcribe what's what? on in the text if anything <laughs> if anything it was dumbed down by putting a picture which i uh-huh. feel like it should have been the picture writing boiling water made it even dumber because you have to like yeah i hated that like just have the picture i i haven't seen two but you know in the first one the necronomicon has mystique and everything and this one there's like hey let's look at every page that's inside of it yes and do whatever's on that page Mm -hmm. which i found kind of annoying um yeah i i liked the concept of that, but I feel like they should have been flipping through and looked at another half a dozen things that nobody did. Yeah. Like if each, but each person had a thing that they did, mm-hmm. um, maybe that's the type of demon that was, was taking them over. You got the water burning demon. You got the face demon. Yeah. You got the pee demon. But there's only one demon, right? And that's inside Mia. Uh, She's maybe. just spreading her demonness, yeah. I'm right? Using, I'm, I might be using the wrong thing, but they, they each take a thing, I guess. That they harm themselves. Okay. Um, arguably one of the best shots uh, in modern horror is the tongue slice shot. Uh, I loved it. It was in the trailer. Uh, I loved it then. I ate it up. And I think it's a super simple uh, concept that yep. hadn't been done before. And it was executed awesomely. Yeah. Uh, Olivia stabs other dude in the face with a hypodermic needle. Mm-hmm. He pulls it out of his eye. Uh-huh. Fuck that shit. That doesn't seem fun at all. Uh, no. That would suck. But uh, I did like that she goes crazy, stabs him, and then he has to kill her. And then immediately after he kills her, like they walk in and she's just like, she was fucking crazy. Yeah. And like, that's like, you would have to say that because there's a dead body of your friend <laughs> right in front of you. Yeah, that but, you obviously just murdered. Yeah, but you definitely don't want that guy riding in the back seat behind you. Yeah, <laughs> like when you roll out of there. Yeah. Um. So we progress. Uh. That th- we end up with uh, an air nailer scene, mm-hmm. which I hate. Like really, they're in, they're it's in every movie, and that's not how they work. Yeah, it was it was a uh, it was an air gun that had no air in it. Uh. So those are annoying. Yeah. Um. The, the 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 big problem that I have with this movie maybe it was demon magic that was powering <laughs> it. Uh, the big problem that I have with this is the same thing with most movies, and I've references before, like mm-hmm. with Elf. Okay, how it gets too big, like they have to make it way too big of a movie, and like this is a small confined movie, and then they start going. The, the, he creates this. Uh, this contraption out of batteries uh, and two syringes in order to jumpstart her heart. Yeah. I hate that so much. Yeah. That's the twist is he, you think that he's ash this whole time Mm -hmm. and no, he saves Mia so that Mia can be ash. And I, and I, I don't mind the saving. I hate the MacGyvering Mm -hmm. of it and making it this big thing. Like just, to have jumper cables and fucking clear, psh, like, 
because no one would think to take the battery and fucking make the syringes like that. It it's, makes no it's, sense. It's absurd, and it and it makes it too big, and it and it it takes something that that's what you need with horror like this is you need a razor blade and a tongue to make you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You don't need the other things. We've talked about it when we did Saw, right? What made you? It was the syringes because you've had a needle. Yeah. Meanwhile, you're watching the one where you're cutting chunks off or cutting your arm off, and mm-hmm. you'd be like, "Fuck yeah, I'd do that." Yeah. But there's no way you'd poke yourself in the eye with a needle. Yeah, no. Uh, it 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 d- d- was bad. I didn't like that part. Yeah. Uh, what else? If you take the first letter of all five of these people's names, it spells demon. Did you, did you know that? Didn't. Yep. Sweet. That has no impact on anything. <laughs> nope. At all. It's what I bring to the table. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. You can read IMDb trivia. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, evil Dead or The Evil Dead, Justin? The Evil Dead. I agree completely. I think that Evil Dead, again, is as good it's, as it's I've seen fine. recently. But it's, it's, it doesn't have the charm. And I uh, feel like if it had a little bit more soul, it could have been a little bit more better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that this is the first episode that I did not pick what we watched where I'd seen both the movies. So, uh, there you go. What about Ernest Scared Stupid and Killer Clowns from Outer Space? Second episode <laughs> where I had seen... Fuck you. Sorry. With your memory. <laughs> you always like remember what happened on each episode. And I'm just like, well, I don't remember last week at all. Mm. I don't remember the movies, so that's cool. <laughs> that's why I like horror is because I forget after we watch them like that wasn't that good yeah then I'm like oh I like that a lot also Bruce Campbell after the credit scene that happens yeah it does um, Ruby. I'll talk more about Bruce Campbell on another episode okay a little we kn- I think it's established that, that you hate him right I kind of hate him yeah yeah I feel like we've established that in the podcast yeah I know we've definitely established that in your real life have we yeah Oh, Burn Notice. Fucking. Burn Notice is great. Burn Notice is garbage. It's great. Garbage. But I think that just comes down to you liking the procedural stuff. There's mm-hmm. a lot of it. So Yeah. It's awful. Next week? Next week. Maybe awful or maybe not awful? Uh, is Bruce Campbell in them? No. Well, then it's a toss-up. <laughs> All right. First movie. First movie. Uh... One of the best horror movies of the decade, says the LA, LA Daily News. This is one of my childhood movies, just so you know. This. Uh, <laughs> where nightmares and reality meet on the streets. Tales from the hood, chill or be chilled. Uh, this looks amazing. The... <laughs> The cover is just a skull with sunglasses and a gold tooth. Okay. Uh, on the back there is a crazy guy lighting a cigar and some hoodlums. But everything about this looks like I'm going to love it. I can't tell if you're being sarcastic right now. It looks really dumb yeah. and in a fun way. Oh, good. Those are my favorites. Good. What are we going to see? What is that going to? What is this movie? Uh, pro- I though I haven't seen it, I'm gonna assume that it's not it's not as good as Leprechaun in the Hood. Okay. Uh, it might be better than Leprechaun Back to the Hood. Mm-hmm. Having never seen either. Uh, I I literally have no idea what this is going to be, other than the fact that it's going to be a horror movie that takes place in either L.A. or Compton. Okay. Uh. I did well, do you the favor. Uh, that is the old shitty Snapcase DVD. Uh-huh. Inside that, however, is the brand new Scream Factory Blu-ray disc. So. Uh, that is a white man being attacked by a black zombie looking guy. So. I didn't, want, I didn't give you the uh, Blu-ray case because it's signed by like a dozen people. So Nice. Just keep the miles that on that. Kind of looks like minimum. that. Kind of looks like a cross between Alfie Allen and uh, Dominic. Mc- 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 
from The Wire, whatever his name is. Cool. Second movie? Second movie. What What do you think I'm going to pair this with? What's our pairing? Uh, Blackula. I, I've not seen Blackula. It's supposed to be amazing. It's not Blackula. Is it Dracula dead and loving it? No. Uh-huh. There's a bunch of white people on the cover, but you paired it with a movie called Tales from the Dark Side, the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deborah Harry, Christian Slater, David Johansson, William Hickey, James Remar, Ray Don Chong, <laughs> Julianne Moore, and Steve Buscemi. Uh, those are all white people, I believe, with the exception of Ray Don Chong. Uh... So the cover has a book that is either magical or on fire uh, and a woman screaming. It could be both. Mm -hmm. It's true. Uh, There's a woman screaming and then just a bunch of white people looking either scared or scary. I've never heard you describe so many times that they are white. Why is that so important to you right now? Because you are... You said, what am I pairing it with? Mm -hmm. And the fact that it says Tales from the Dark Side Mm -hmm. and makes me think that you did this just to be punny and slightly racist. I didn't think about that at all, actually. (laughs) Zero percent, that was my That's why I'm saying that they are very much white people. Didn't get that in the slightest. (laughs) Uh, From the depths of Four Twisted Minds. Okay, so this this seems like it's either going to be an anthology... Or like a four-room pseudo-anthology type situation. Mm -hmm. Um, The fact that this is called Tales from the Hood, I was thinking anthology maybe, but I didn't want to call it anthology. Uh, But now I will. I'm going to assume that it it is anthology movies. Cool. Which one are you going to like better? Uh, Tales from the Dark Side, the movie, looks like it's going to try. And Tales from the Hood looks like it's not trying... It's just trying to be fucking crazy and goofy. So I'm I'm assuming I'm going to like Tales from the Hood, chill or be chilled better. Justin, what else you got for us? Mm, groovy. 